Sup peeps, and today we are talking intensity on episode 35. Hopefully you've enjoyed the 34 previous episodes, and if this is your first one, then fuck me, no pressure. I guess I better make it a good one. And the reason why we are talking about intensity is because pretty soon we're going to be entering that time of the year when intensity becomes the most important thing. Not talking about Christmas, apart from intensity of how much food you can get through in a short space of time. Nope, I'm talking about intensity when it comes to January. The New Year's resolution, the dieting. Because the reason why I wanted to really delve into this particular topic on this podcast is because I'm starting to see people's mindset shift. The beautiful thing about Facebook and the beautiful thing about the way that I coach people is that, you know, the whole time I'm coaching them, they're part of the academy. I can see what they're up to, not just in terms of uh, what they communicate, but also I've got them on Facebook. So I can see the kind of stuff they're posting, their stories, etc. And when they are no longer clients or people are no longer clients, I can also see what they're up to from that point of view too. In other words, did what I coach, did what I teach stick? Because anybody that's worked with me for more than five minutes will know that I am not a big fan of inappropriate uses of intensity. I'm a big fan of intensity itself when used appropriately. You know, I'm a big fan of, you know, taking uh, your training to an intense point of view, you know, to achieve a specific result. Hell, my training is, is pretty intense. But again... I always think that intensity is a little bit like, I don't know, it's like DRS in Formula One. Yes, I went there again. You know, you can only use it a certain amount on each lap because, you know, you're not allowed to use it the whole lap. I suppose you could relate it to curves from back in the day, but, you know, if you're not a Formula One fan, none of this will make any fucking sense. Anyways, moving on from that analogy, what I mean is intensity could be an incredibly powerful tool in your arsenal. You know, it could be an incredibly powerful thing to use, but the problem is most people use it inappropriately. To use January as an example, most people jump into a very aggressive calorie deficit, a very intense calorie deficit, or an intense diet, an intense regime, whatever you want to call it. And funnily enough, they don't stick to it. Now, yourself listening to this podcast right now, Think of every intense diet you have ever done. And I mean truly intense, where there was an incredible amount of focus that was needed, where you had to change a shitload about your life, when there were so many elements in kind of your existence that you had to alter or kind of either dial back or dial up for the parameters of the program. You know, hell, the Made by Moist program that I run is a form of intensity, but there's underlying tones of sustainability there too. So, you know, that's where the balance comes from. But think about any intense program you've done, any intense diet you've done previously. You didn't stick to it, did you? You probably stuck to it for maybe a few days, maybe a few weeks. Hell, if some of the most disciplined people are watching, you may well have stuck to it for a few months. Hell, there may be some people out there that, stuck to it and achieved but let me ask you this have you still got the physique that you achieved at the end of that or is it falling a little bit by the wayside have you got a little bit fluffier because i can guarantee 99.99999 people percent of people watching watching fuck off listening <laughs> to this podcast are in that bracket 
are people that have done intense approaches. And the problem is, we don't recognize that it's the intensity that's the problem. So what do we do? Well, we either jump on the same intense program again, thinking that it was just us that was the problem, you know, or maybe I didn't do it well enough, or, you know, I'll just jump back on that because it worked last time. When the fuck did diets get governed as working when we had to do them over and over and over again? Oh, yeah, this is my sixth time on um, Hertfordshire plan. <laughs> Trying my best to skirt around something there. Um, but yeah, you get the idea. Every single intense approach you have ever adopted hasn't stuck. Why? Because it was fucking intense. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? Title of this podcast, what I've discussed in the first four minutes. It was intense. Now, again, intensity isn't a bad thing when used appropriately. But every single person I've ever coached and every single person that I've seen on Facebook that I haven't coached, maybe they have someone that's attended my classes or for some reason I have them as a friend on Facebook, you know, when I see them doing an intense approach, guess what? It doesn't fucking last. Every intense approach I've ever done hasn't lasted. Hell, I was only talking to my academy about some of the shit that I've done previously on our weekly live that I do on a Monday. And uh, I was talking to them about the previous approach that I'd taken in terms of bugger all carbohydrates and extremely intense when it came to nutrition you know you can't have this you can't have this you can't have this you must have this etc now like i said intensity when it comes to my training is there still an appropriate use within training you know there are certain exercises which i don't go to the utmost level of intensity i suppose i consider it more of a spectrum because there are certain things which require more intensity and certain things that don't is in a general sense, I would say that, yeah, training in itself, not from a, you know, an activity perspective, you know, your steps don't require intensity, but from an actual exercise perspective, yes, it should be intense because in my mind, the whole point of physical exercise, putting aside the mental and physical benefits is physical progression and your body won't change unless you challenge it. So intensity in that forum is a good thing. But let's turn our attention to diets. Let's turn our attention to your lives. Is intensity a good thing in that spectrum? Well, in my mind, there's four elements to any successful program, including the diet, the training, the activity, everything. And that is specificity, frequency, intensity, and consistency. Now, specificity being, you know, you have to be specific. The diet has to be fit for purpose. Case in point, what do you want to do? Well, I want to lose body fat. Okay, so we have to be specific by being in a calorie deficit. That is a specific element of the program. Frequency. Now, this more comes into play with the exercise side of things. How often are you going to perform the exercise? You know, of course, we then have intensity, as previously discussed. How hard are you going to push? You know, how aggressive are you going to get? And then, of course, we have consistency, being able to stick to it. And this, this right here, that fourth point and the third point is exactly where the issue comes in. Because intensity is something which, by definition, isn't sustainable. If I use the Bugatti Veyron, as a prime example, you guys remember the episode of Top Gear when, you know, world's fastest car, James May, was taking it to 246 mile an hour, whatever it did. And he said that it emptied its entire fuel tank in 12 minutes because it was at maximum intensity. You drive that car around, yeah, it's not going to get the best miles per gallon, but it's certainly going to do better than 12 minutes. 
But the reason why I emptied it in 12 minutes was because of intensity. And again, there are a t there is a time and a place for intensity. But if you want something to be consistent, if you want to stick to something for a long enough time to see a substantial or significant result, then you need to be consistent. Because what we're doing is we're taking the factor of intensity and applying it to a diet, whereas in actual fact, a diet cannot be intense, not if we want to stick to it. Think of intensity and consistency at two opposite ends of the spectrum. It's all very well and good being intense for a bit, but eventually you're going to have to shift over to a more sustainable approach. I suppose actually that's a better way of putting it. Put intensity at one end and sustainability at the other end. Now, I know all of our heads are in that mindset of, no, 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 I want to be intense. I want to get there as fast as possible. And this is why we sign up to those diets in the first place. This is why we go for the extreme approach, because in that moment, we don't give a shit about the sacrifice to our lives. We don't care about the foods that we're not able to eat because we're thinking, oh, maybe it's a good thing. You know, I'm drinking too much at the moment. Yeah, I'm having too many takeaways at the moment. Yeah, you know what? I'm probably having a bit too much chocolate at the moment. It's a good thing. Hell, January has never been more of a prevalent example in this case. But the problem is, we apply that intensity and all goes well for the first few days, but it's a really aggressive approach, moving away from something which is consistent. Our diet is consistent. We're going to be on a diet, i.e. we are going to eat. I don't mean calorie deficit. I mean, we are just going to eat for the rest of our fucking lives. By nature, our diet is a consistent thing. But we're trying to apply a metric which isn't consistent, isn't sustainable, which is intensity. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't periods where you can't push a little bit harder. But what I am saying is that for the majority of the time, for the majority of your approach, you need to dial back on the intensity and focus more on what you can actually stick to. And this is why it makes me laugh so much when you see people going the whole hog to achieve a result. They go, right, I'm going to get my calories as low as fucking possible if they're even tracking at all, most of the time it's just, I'm gonna eat as little as fucking possible and I'm gonna move as much as possible. So fuck it, I'm gonna go for a run every single day. You know, I'm gonna go and do some high, kind of high intensity exercise every single day and then I'm gonna eat fuck all. You know what happens with that intensity, with that level of intensity? We burn out. We don't stick to it. We throw in the towel pretty damn quick because guess what? Intensity isn't sustainable. And so we may see great results within a few days if, again, like I said, we can actually stick to it. But then what happens? We either fall off the wagon and never get back on it again, or non-adherence gradually starts to creep in. We gradually start to become a little bit complacent with what we're up to. All of a sudden, we're starting to skip runs. All of a sudden, injuries perhaps creep in and we're not able to do what we were doing previously. You know, the funny thing is, I coach so many people and one of the hardest things to get across to people is to dial back on that intensity because, you know, case in point, let's take the average age of the, the people that I work with. Average age is about 40, probably 36 around that kind of zone and usually female. And most of the time, a 36-year-old female or 40-year-old female will have done a substantial amount of diets before getting to the age of 36, place 7, 38, 40, no, 40, whatever, mate. And the problem is with that comes a lot of biases, comes a lot of preconceptions. And because every single diet has had one thing in common, intensity, they then 
come into my program and apply the same. And the problem is when you then try to coach someone and say, no, 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 you don't need to be intense. You don't need to go all out. You know, more doesn't equal more. It doesn't compute. It doesn't correlate in their brain because for fucking 40 years, they've been told you must be intense. You must sacrifice. You must feel it. And so when they jump onto a program where that isn't the case, they naturally begin to dial in a little bit of intensity. All of a sudden, I'll target them like 16, 1700 calories, and I'll look at their MyFitnessPal and they're eating like 1200. And I'll say to them, right, I don't want you to do, you know, seven runs a week. I want you to do two. And all of a sudden, I'll be looking at their exercise roster and they'll be like, I've done four runs this week. And oh, I just wasn't hungry. And all of a sudden, it's like you're bringing in that intensity factor again. And funny enough, then the results begin to plateau. And they go, well, hang on a second, this doesn't make any sense. I'm eating way less than the target that you set me. I'm in a bigger calorie deficit, according to the science. And I'm doing all this exercise, so I'm burning even more calories. Why is the progress not coming? And it's because we have to be smart about what we do. Your body isn't stupid. Now, I must interject at this particular point and say that there is no such thing as starvation mode. Okay? If anybody is going down that plane of thought right now, let me just shut that one down. Starvation mode doesn't exist. Now, don't get me wrong. There is something called metabolic adaptation where your body will reduce your NEAT levels or, you know, how many calories you burn from day-to-day -day movement. You'll, you'll burn less calories over the course of the day, therefore reducing the size of your calorie deficit. But usually with these people that are aggressively going for 1,200 calories and doing shitloads of exercise, if we touch on the nutritional side of things first, yes, they're logging 1,200 calories but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're consuming that. Because the problem is intensity in their mind isn't necessarily in the same bracket as they deem intensity nutritionally. So for example, they may in their own mind go, ah, oh, I've used my fitness pub before and it told me 1200 calories. So although this guy has said to me 16, 1700 calories, I'm just gonna stick to 1200. But then the problem is all of the old demons, the subconscious demons from old are still lurking so they're logging 1,200 calories and they don't want to go over 1,200 calories because their mindset is keep the calories as low as possible, achieve fastest result possible. But actually what's happening in real life, if you know, I was a fly on the wall in their homes, is there'll be the odd thing that's going in. You know, picking the odd bit of the kid's dinner or, you know, the odd treat here or there. And they go, oh, it's not worth logging. I did a post about this, funny enough, a couple of days ago. And it's exactly because of this, because... In our brain, we're going, I need to be intense. So they need to see an intense number. You know, they need to go, yeah, I'm massively under my calorie target. And then their mindset then goes, oh, you know what? I'm logging 1,200 calories. Yeah, there might be a few calories that I'm not I'm not logging. But you know what I mean? You know what? It's, it's fine because, you know, my target is 1,700. And I'm logging 1,200. So even if I'm consuming just a little bit more than that, I'm still in a safe zone, you know? And you know what? Not to mention, he's told me to do two or three runs a, a week. And I'm doing six. So you know what? I'm all good, you know, I'm all good. I've definitely got this covered off. And this is where the experience of a coach comes in. This is where the science comes in. And this is where we have this disproportionate, I suppose, damaging, abusive relationship with intensity. We apply it to all of the wrong things. We go into an approach and it's fucking overkill. We literally just look at it and go, right, you know what? I need to do as much as I can because more is more, you know, calorie deficit, like I said, eat as little as possible, bollocks to the target. Whereas in actual fact, the reason why we have to approach things from a sustainability perspective is firstly, 
health, dietary health, physical health, mental health, metabolic health, nutritional health. You know, all of these things need to be encompassed in a sustainable program. Because as I've mentioned many a time, you've got to look after the end game as well. You've got to look after the Karen in six months, the Karen in 12 months, two years, five years. Because again, we're not doing this to just do what we've done with every intense diet previously. Do it, brilliant, achieve, regain, do it again. Because that is not my definition of a diet that works. But again, because people have this preconception, because they have these biases, these demons left over from old, that's a very, very difficult concept to get across, to get someone to really embrace. It usually takes at least the first month or six weeks, sometimes even the first couple of months. Sometimes it actually takes longer than 12 weeks to get across that approach of enough of the intensity, focus on what you can stick to. Because let me give you, you know, a great example, right? Let's say you had a dog, right? You got a puppy, and that puppy is, you know, completely untrained, pissing, shitting everywhere, humping everybody's leg, tearing fucking legs off of the furniture. Hell, you know, if you've got kids, replace puppy with kids. Uh, but <laughs> what I'm getting at is, imagine, right? You apply one week of absolute focus to that puppy. Okay, you take the week off work. And you just literally down tools, you know, you barely eat, you barely do anything but spend time with that puppy, okay? And so for that, those seven days, you are doing nothing but giving that puppy your attention and teaching it. Go to the toilet in the backyard, you know, or when we're on our walks. Don't chew the furniture. Sit, roll over, beg, lay down, fetch, all this jazz. Now, imagine you do that for a week. You're going to get some results out of the puppy because the intensity is there, Okay. You know, the puppy's going to go, fucking hell, we're doing a lot of training here. But here's what's going to happen. Firstly, puppy's going to get burnt out. You're doing so much training, so much, so many commands, so much to learn, that puppy is inevitably going to stumble because you're trying too much too soon. You know, do, do I sit? Do I lay down? Do I roll over? I'm just beginning to understand these commands. But then also, like I said, puppy's burnt out. Because there's only a certain amount of training you could do per day. Hell, going back to the kids situation, if anybody's got kids and they come in from school, you'll know that they're pretty much done with learning at that point. They just want to like mush their brains in front of the television. You're not going to get much sense out of a kid around 4pm. But back to the puppy situation. Let's say even that wasn't the case. Let's say puppy didn't burn themselves out. Well, you've taken the week off work and you've had no other commitments whatsoever. Okay, you've done nothing but focus on this puppy. Like I said, you've barely eaten, etc. Do you think you can keep that up for a second week, a third week, a fourth week, fifth week? No, of course you can't. You've got to go back to work. You've got to eat. You've got to live your life. The house needs cleaning, etc. Now, like I said, you may, may have made good progress with the puppy in that week. But then week two, week three, the only way that you successfully train a dog is repetition. Same with kids, to be honest. The only way you get the result, the only way you keep the result is repetition. Because dogs are brilliant. They learn ridiculously fast and a lot could be achieved in a short space of time. But the one thing that that puppy also needs is to grow up. Its brain needs to mature. So you're doing a great job of teaching this pup tricks at, I don't know, 18 weeks old or whatever. But you've still got the factor of pups growing, brains growing. They're exploring new smells, you know, new things to understand. And so the repetition must come in at that point. It must be a constant. 
And so the intensity that you had that first week of spending nothing but your time with puppy cannot continue. You have to embrace other elements of your life. You have other commitments. And so the intensity naturally drops off. And, you know, how many times as well have you, you know, dare I say, got a puppy or, you know, done something. And initially there's this huge level of intensity because it comes with excitement. You know, in the very beginning, you're excited to do this new thing. I get it all the time with people that join the Made by Moyes program or people that join online coaching. You get three weeks or so of this enthusiasm of, yeah, I'm on a program. This is amazing. And then obviously they start seeing results and they're feeling great from that. But then after three weeks, we adapt. After three weeks, the intensity naturally reduces. Why? Because enthusiasm naturally reduces. This is a lot of the time why people jump around diets, why they do a diet and then after three weeks they switch over to something else. It's because they're constantly chasing that honeymoon period. They're constantly chasing that initial intensity because when it fades, I need something new. I need to be re-enthused. Christ, you'd be amazed the amount of times I've had a message saying, oh, I, just, I feel like I need to change up my program. You know, despite the fact that weight loss is going well, progress is, is going well, everything's all good, they'll go, I need to change things up a little bit. And the reason for that is it comes from this bedrock, you know, this, this history of I'm getting bored now, I'm not feeling the intensity anymore. Now, like I said, so like, yeah, puppy situation, you're not going to keep it up, okay? You've got to switch over to a more a consistent approach because, or sustainable approach, because puppy ain't going anywhere. And puppy's going to continue to shit in your lounge unless you continue to train puppy. Puppy's going to continue to chew the furniture unless you continue to tell puppy not to give puppy an alternative, etc. So this manner of overkill, this mindset of overkill of, right, I want a result. How fast can I get it? Just it cannot apply to health and fitness. It cannot apply to body compositional change because how many how many more examples do you need in the real world of intensity not working when it comes to a diet or exercise so many people don't even understand the, the main concept of exercise which is stress stress on your body be it from lifting weights be it from you know cardiovascular ability you place a stress on your body and when at rest your body recovers from it but so many people just disregard the recovery side of things and they just focus so much on the intensity of the training. The more I train, the more the more I do better, you know, the more I grow, the more I progress. And it's like, yes, there is a frequency element in there, but it's a fine balance between frequency and intensity. Case in point today, I had a rest day. I didn't want to have a rest day. I was feeling good, you know. I was getting ready to kind of, you know, I've had a few days training this week. I was aching in certain muscle groups. Yet today, I was supposed to train, but I went, you know what? No, I'm not going to train because it's been proper intense for the last few days. My body could do with it. I know what happens if I don't give my body its rest. You know, I'm going to end up feeling a bit fluey. And so I thought, no, I'm going to take today, give it the recovery it needs because my body is not going to adapt when I am training. It adapts when I rest. So a full rest day, I'm going to come back to stronger tomorrow and then continue on from there. So I actively held myself back from training today. I actively reduced my intensity to ensure that I achieve the goal. And this is where the majority of people need to come from when it comes to their own programs. Oh, I did a walk talk about this a couple of days ago. We need to, instead of focusing on the short-term wins, instead of focusing on this short-term intensity, 
we need to place our mind on what can I stick to? What can I be consistent with? Because the actual thing that brings the results, whether you're training a puppy, whether you're raising children, whether you're improving your cardiovascular health, whether you're reducing your body fat, whether you are getting stronger, whether you are getting bigger, all of these things have one particular parameter of those four in common. Consistency. Consistency is the glue to everything. Because it doesn't matter how intense one workout is. Christ, we've all been there when we've gone back to an exercise class and we've ate like fuck because it's massively intense in comparison to what we've been doing for the last six weeks. You know, hell, we're all going to get it if we come out of lockdown the beginning of December, aren't we? My guys in the UK. But this is the thing that we must remember. That intensity is brilliant when used appropriately. And this is why we cannot be intense all the time. This is why we must instead take an approach which we go, I can stick to that. We must work smart rather than work hard. Because hard work doesn't always pay. You can't just work hard to get to your goal. You've got to work smart. You've got to know when to hold yourself back and when to push. And again... Back to the Formula One analogy, the reason why Lewis is a seven-time now world champion is because he knows when to use the tyres and when not to. I know I touched on this in a previous podcast, but it's the perfect analogy for this point. You don't win a race by just going as fast as possible to the end because your tyres will burn out. What you do is you conserve them, you use them when appropriately to maximise their life, to maximise their longevity... And obviously the most important thing is getting to the end of the race. And then you find yourself in a position where you then can push and you achieve your goal. So more doesn't equal more, folks, because more doesn't mean you're going to achieve. If you are consistently losing a pound a week over the space of six weeks, congratulations, you've lost six pounds. However, if you try to go intense, you may drop three pounds in week one. Awesome. I'm halfway there. Okay, you go into week two, five weeks left to go. And so what happens? Week two, a bit suboptimal. Intensity was quite high in the beginning. Only lost a pound this week, but it's four pound. I'm only two pound away from my goal. Week three comes along, non-adherence because honeymoon period has ended. And what happens? We've gained a couple of pounds. Ah, shit. Okay, now I've still got four pounds to lose. It's all good though. I've still got four weeks left to do it in or three weeks left to do it in as the case may be. And then what happens? You know, we've got non-adherence again, so our weight stays the same. And then the case in point, you know, we fucking know, we've all been here. You don't need me to run through all these weeks. What happens? The net result is we either lose the same amount of weight or we don't lose the six pound. If we're being consistent at a pound a week, we will lost six pound. But because we weren't consistent, because our adherence was all over the place, from intense to not intense to non-adhering to sort of adhering, we then find ourselves in a position where the net result of six weeks is about three pounds loss. And this is why even on my Made by Moyes program, even on my most intense of programs, I will say to my guys, if you cannot adhere to the intensity of Made by Moyes, throttle back. If you cannot stick to the calorie target or the exercise parameters or the movement parameters, stick your hand up, tell me. Tell me why. Let's work on it and let's find a solution that you can actually stick to. Because yeah, it's an intense eight weeks. But what the fuck is the point in a attempted intense eight weeks when you come out of it with zero results? 
So instead, it's much better to say to someone, you know what, you're just not geared up for the intensity right now. So let's throttle back a little bit. Let's focus on what we can actually manage so that you can still come out of this in a stronger position with a better result, you know? Of course, you're not going to come out of it with the amazing result that we would plan for you to had you adhered 100% to the program, but intensity also correlates quite heavily with your life. What are you able to do right now? Where's your headspace, your mindset right now? And again, this is why everybody at the beginning of January is so fucking fired up and is ready for the intense approach because they go, oh, I've just kicked the ass out of it over Christmas. I can't see my dick. I better do some work. And so they do some work for maybe a week and then they go, oh man, I remembered why I don't do this. It fucking sucks. Yeah, it does fucking suck. Any part of both physical and mental transformation is fucking difficult. But... You're making it harder on yourself by going intense. You're working too hard and not smart. If you work smart and recognize, you know what? I need to be in a calorie deficit, but what's a deficit that I can actually stick to? I need to move. I need to do some activity. What can I actually do? You know, what's going to challenge me a little bit because that's good for my mindset, but not going to push me too hard, you know? And also exercise. What do I enjoy? What, I can, what can I keep doing? Because there's no point in going intense with running if you fucking hate running. There's no point in going intense with weightlifting if you fucking hate weightlifting. Intensity should be used appropriately, yes. It is a parameter which is vital. If you're looking to, you know, to build muscle, then intensity is a very, very important component. You know, if you're looking to set new PBs on your runs or whatever, intensity is incredibly important. But only when used appropriately. It is not the be one end all. It is not the primary. The primary will always be consistency. The primary will always be sustainability because a diet is something you're going to have forevermore. Movement is going to be something that you're going to have forevermore. And so if you want to finally break this cycle of vicious yo-yoing between losing it, gaining it, losing it, gaining it, then start focusing on a different element of those four. Because specificity, frequency, intensity, and consistency are all bloody important. But intensity is given far too much importance. Instead of focusing on how much you can change in a short space of time, instead of focusing on how much you can do in a short space of time, instead of focusing on how much you can achieve in a short space of time, focus on how much you can achieve and continue to achieve or focus on how much you can achieve and sustain because what the fuck is the point in losing the same 10 pounds or 20 pounds over and over and over again until you're dead that ain't a life lose it keep it off fucking live happily ever after doing whatever the hell you want to do with your life there is more to life than fat loss folks and on that note, done. Thank you, folks. Appreciate it. That was episode 35. I will see you on episode 36. If you guys have any specific topics that you would like me to cover, then please do send me a message on Instagram, at Chris Moyes. If you're not following me, do make sure you do. Or failing that, you could join me over on Facebook, at Chris Moyes Fitness. Again, send me suggestions on there if you want to. The Walk Talks are a regular thing, so if you enjoy these podcasts, make sure that you are signed up to Instagram. Make sure that you're watching my Insta stories. It's quite often little, I suppose, mini podcasts, if you will, on my Insta stories, so do keep your eyes peeled for those. 
And as always, folks, if you want to support this podcast, if you're enjoying this content and you don't want it to stop, head over to iTunes, leave a review, give a rating. That is the only way that these podcasts continue so that I know that you guys are appreciating them. Otherwise, if I don't get your feedback, then I'm just sitting here talking to my fucking laptop, and I? <laughs> folks, appreciate your time. I will see you on 36. And of course, as always, when it comes to everything that we're going through right now, when it comes to all of the elements that I've discussed in this particular podcast... Except what you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things you can. Like your intensity. Don't be a dick. And the wisdom to know the difference. See you next time. Toodles.